Stefan and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Okay, are we ready? (laughs) Come on, it's early or it's late or it's something. Hi, everybody. Hello. How are you doing? What are you doing out there? Where are you? Hmm. We had a power outage yesterday. We still kind of do. Now we have no internet. But um, we're very thankful for electricity today. We are so thankful. Matt and I, Matt and I got caught out there. <laughs> we were being stupid or silly. Oh my God, we were so stupid. Silly. We went out in a major storm. The storm was kind of over. No, it was still, I mean. No. Well, yeah, the remnants of it were still here. So we had a huge power outage. And it was scary. It was our first time in our new living here where we experienced a major storm and the lights were out. Normally we're prepared, right? Normally I'm like, well, we had, we, we went without power for like 10 or 12, 14 days. days. I know. And I'm usually very like the military, like I have everything set up. I know exactly where everything is. I have hot water stored for us. Like, but this, I've been so relaxed ever since we've settled here. I don't know if that's good or bad, Matt. Anyway, while the kids were still sleeping and everything was still dark, we're like, let's go get them and surprise them with some hot chocolate. And that way we can figure out, does anyone have power out there in the world? Or is is it just our little area? Anyway, we got stuck out there. All these trees were down. We We thought we could make it back because we found a way to get out of town. Not town, but like get into the major part of town. But on the way back, everything was closed off, like everything. And we couldn't get back home. And I started to, I I, I was about to start crying. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You panicked. but I was panicking. And then the police, you're like, let's just pull over and ask the police, like explain to them what we're trying to do. We were trying to get home. And I'm like, I don't. (laughs) Uh, No. uh, I don't. don't, Because I was driving. Right. Right. I'm like, oh, my God. So we, we get closer to the cop. And stop picking at your stuff. Matt hurt his finger and he had to go to the doctor and now he keeps picking at it. Anyway, stop it. So what happened was I was, I think I was scared. And, you know, those of you who know me in person, I cannot hide my emotions. Like you can read everything on my face. I can't hide. And so I probably look terrified because I'm from LA. I'm used to like being afraid of the police. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think the closer we got, I, my eyes probably looked like humongous. Like I looked probably insane to him, like because I was scared to talk to him. And he's like, "Hey, don't worry, I don't bite." He didn't say it like that. What did he say? He was cute. He was like, "Don't worry, I don't bite." I didn't hear it like that. I did. I did not hear it like that because I'm like, <laughs> okay, because he was motioning for me to come closer. <laughs> And as I did, like, what, six inches, I moved the car. He's like, stop. Like, he yelled at me to stop. My God. What? Lord have mercy. He's like, where do you live? <laughs> oh, let me guess. From your perspective, he was like. He was lovely. Where do you live? Yes, he was charming. Mm. White man perspective. 
colored woman perspective. He was lovely. He was very cute. Anyway, so we got home, but I was so scared. I was like, oh, no. (sighs) Even though our kids are old enough to be home alone, I I was freaking out. I did not like being. Right. And as we came home, we bumped into Steve. Yeah, and Steve was like, "Yeah, no problem. Just you know, I just told him where I was going, and he (laughs) let me right through. Like it was no big deal." Yeah, for white people, you all have no problems talking to the popo. So let me drive next time, (laughs) and it'll be fine. I didn't know we were going to get in that mess. We kept driving and driving, trying to find a labyrinth of different ways to possibly get to our place, and nothing, nothing. Anyway, I digress. Oh yes, why did I start talking about this? I, I I merely discussed we lost power, and so you went into the diatribe that you went into. Anyway, yeah, so so thankful, so thankful. But anyway, still lots of people without power. There's definitely no internet, nothing. So it's nice, actually. I I had a relaxing day yesterday, aside from panicking about not being able to make it home. Anyway, so. One of the things I did yesterday was lots of reflection. Mm-hmm. And there's some, I, I've always wondered about this with, of course, with friendship, but like all, all relationships in general. So I started playing shows in my head that are one of my favorites. And one of them is Ted Lasso. I swear well, you have me. history now with Jason Sudeikis. Oh my God. I reached out to him on Instagram <laughs> when, when his... When he was on Instagram, and, I, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty certain it was the... It was really him? Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> but I just, I love that show so much. It was Ted Lasso and a few other shows that totally saved our lives during the pandemic when we were totally scared. The world was insane, horrible. Ted Lasso got us through. The characters are so rich, and they did such a great job diving in deep and delving into each individual person and their personalities. Well, the people feel a lot more realized than in a lot of other cases. I mean, typically it's like the main characters are very actualized, but then the side characters aren't given a lot of meat. They're basically just there for the main character to play off of. But in this case, that's not true. Correct. Every character is rich and I just want to see the show over and over and over again to understand all the clues that I missed before because you right. can't pay attention to everything at the same time. Right. I can't anyway. Well, you can. No, no, no. Absolutely. You do that. A character like Higgins who you find out is like... He Wait, totally, which one was Higgins? He is the communications manager. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so he has a family and he wants to be a... Didn't he like play the bass? Like he totally went down the beatnik route there for a second when mm. he got like laid off. I mean... He's literally a completely just foil kind of character, but there he is. And one of his sons is a priest on the show. Right, yes, (laughs) yes, because they have a nasty habit of cursing or something in front of him, right? (laughs) Anyways, but yes, that's just, that's just for example. But I, um, I was talking to Wendy about this and she had the same reaction I did, like the sheer terror of the very last second of the very last episode. That we've seen. That we've seen, which was Nate. Nate the Great. Oh my goodness, that was scary. Like to see Nate, who's a very lovable character that's abused or has abuse in his past, 
emotional abuse. So Nate starts the series off by being basically the water boy mm-hmm. and dealing with the abuse that the water boy gets. And they eventually kind of elevate him to an assistant coach and they have him make a, a couple of interesting calls. And then he leaves the club and it looks like he becomes the head coach at another club. Oh, you just gave it away, Matt. Some well, people haven't seen it. You know what? Welcome to spoilers. You know, you can't spoil something that's been out over a year. Okay. But here's the thing. A long time ago, someone who went to a lot of therapy <laughs> and had younger siblings told me that her therapist said that when someone you help out that you love, who also love you, will turn on you like you have to expect that that they will turn on you and I never understood like she had a very bizarre outlook on life this person but most of the things she said it was a person I worked with at a design studio most of the stuff she said was like pretty interesting you know like it it wasn't totally wrong (laughs) some of the things she said was wrong 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 but (laughs) (laughs) But this one, I don't know. This one I've always thought about. I'm like, is that true? I don't know. When someone is hurt, you know, we've all heard the term hurt people hurt. Right. Right. The people who have hurt in them, who are abused or who are experiencing emotional pain or even physical pain, Mm -hmm. they tend to lash out. Not everybody Not everybody does that, but it's kind of like getting a a wound and you have to let the pus or whatever is in there come out, right? Right. Matt's pointing to his finger because he hurt his... How is that doing? Because you keep messing with it. Look at it. It's totally much better. But no, when... when, um, So it was all swelled up and the doctor like totally gave like a... I swear to God, it was like a quarter inch gash on it and she squeezed out all the pus. It was very painful but you have Anyways, to get that stuff out you got to get that stuff out yes emotionally I don't, know, physically. I don't know if you should have had as much glee as my doctor had but yes <laughs> she had glee she had glee she was like oh it's like popping a pimple Ew. Yeah, it was pretty disgusting oh anyways that's beside the point anyway yes non-sequitur so i'm thinking i'm trying to remember where nate started to go dark I'm like, I think, remember when he had a taste of letting it go, like expressing his true emotions and being free to say whatever he wanted to say. Remember, it was, I think, in the middle of the whole show where Ted Lasso's, Ted Lasso, Ted said, I want you to say all this stuff to to the whole crew, to the team. Oh, right. He writes down stuff for Ted and then Ted's like, this is perfect. You tell him. He basically roasts every single player and he's not nice. He's just like, you know, you, I don't remember the things. He was accurate and he was honest Mm -hmm. and he, at the same time he was funny. Yes. I remember that. And him being granted that ability as, you know, as you're about to say, him being granted that ability and granted that freedom to do that might've been the beginning of his descent into darkness. Right. Right? Like letting it out. Like everything he's held in. All the abuse he got from his dad. The not being loved or respected by his dad or anyone else around him. Being ignored for so long. Finally, it was released. And it it was like, 
it was a slow building kind of explosion of dark things to come out. Mm -hmm. Anyway, what I'm saying is we all live in a world where we're all interconnected. So how do we handle that? How do we handle that when that's us who's doing that? Who's needing to vent or who's needing to vomit all that stuff out? You know, take, get rid of all that stuff from the inside, like release it. And how do we deal with it when we have to deal with other people in our community? With The world is our community that need to expel that stuff. How can we do it in a safe manner? How can we do it in a gentle manner? I don't know if it'll be gentle sometimes. A controlled manner is and what you're looking for. And that's just that you for. can't control it because it's about emotion. No, that's true. The person who's expressing can't control it. The people around that person need to be understanding and in control. And that's why art is so important in society because it, that's it one be. way you can do it. Mm -hmm. You can express yourself through song, through paintings, through sculpture, through... I don't know, any kind of art form. It's one way where you can totally be free in being able to release all that stuff in a safe way. Right. Without right. harming someone else. Typically. <laughs> yeah, abs absolutely. And there's also, God, what was it? I God, I just saw something about this, but I think they called it like a rage cage or something, hmm. which is one of these places you go into and you break stuff. It's called a rage cage. Yeah, you, I was you watching some cooking show. Stuff. That's right. I was watching some weird cooking contest show, Hell's Kitchen. I think it might have been, because yeah, I was watching it. Not a huge fan, but I was watching it. And one of the rewards was they let all the chefs go to this place called the Rage Cage, and like they were like taking sledgehammers to toilets and things. So it's like the next evolution because there was this thing I remember hearing about where you got to break pottery and then you you got stuff to make mosaics with. So mm -hmm. literally it was like break and fix, but mm -hmm. like you were breaking dishes and things, and this is like next level. Right. Hold on one second. Huh, that's better. I had to move the mic. Okay, so, all right, I guess that's it. Problem solved. <laughs> well, no, 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 um, but that's just it. I think there's a lot to it. First thing, of course, is you have to realize maybe there's there's a problem and it's it's deep-seated. I think in dealing with it, though, you also have to think of yourself as being like a parent with a an infant who's in pain. I've always said that. I know. You stole that from me. You stole that from me. Oh, my God, Matt. No. <laughs> See, now I have to be the parent. It's Excuse okay. me. It's okay. Oh, hell no, okay. Matt. Matt, shut up. <laughs> Matt. Hey, you all can go back to the previous episodes from when we began. It was, I was the one who was saying all this. That's my theory. Good Lord. You make me mad. Go on. What, anyways, what were you saying? Yeah, anyways. We, we And the, the trick is, is paying attention. And, you know, honestly, in inside of the show, like Ted Lasso, obviously, they need drama. They need to create some element of conflict. So it's important to not recognize for the people around him to not see him evolving, devolving, whatever you want to call it, into him as in Nate, Nate uh, the Great. Yeah, right. Nate, Nathan. Uh, you know, watching his character arc change in yeah, the course of time. They, they, because there's a lot of there's no show. There's a lot of assuming, and and that and that's perfect. That it's that's brilliant because, yeah, people who are quiet and who take care of everyone else, they go under the radar. We don't think to ourselves, 
oh, this person could be hurting or this right. person. This person's squared away. We don't have let's, to worry. Let's pay attention to this person. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, he got he got his strokes like, oh, my God, you remember he, the first episode. He's like, oh, my God, you remembered my name. Right. And he was so happy because nobody even bothered to remember his name. Right. <sighs> Ouch. I mean, and this gets scary, but like when you hear about people who do terrible things and the people around them get interviewed, like people in the neighborhood. And the common thing is, oh, they were always so quiet. Were they quiet or did you ignore them? Right. And assume nothing about them. Right. Right. And did you not try and draw them out or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's bizarre. I mean, just moving here to this beautiful area and the more you get to know people, the more you understand even though everything seems to be copacetic, there's been lots of drama. <laughs> drama and like there's been miscommunication and people get upset over trees or whatever it is. And there's been right? downright lies and there's been, you like, know. People fight and. For years too. Yeah. It's something that happens all the time. And this is part of the key things in friendships and relationships is to acknowledge all this. And you could say, well, I don't have time for that. But what happens when things get so out of control? You have to make time for that. It's like raising children again, because you can say, I don't have time for that, or I don't have the energy for it. But you have to, you have to stop everything and pay attention and be present. And we have to do that with everybody. And that's one of the benefits and the downfalls of living in a society. The benefit is that we are truly helping each other out. Like the power went out. We were all scared inside and there were things banging around everywhere. And when the power went out, there were explosions we could see of light and live wires on the ground and sparks. And, you know, when we went out with the car, we saw these toppled trees over power lines. We saw one of those big, big um, things that hold the power lines that just fell and was blocking the whole highway. But like, look at all the people who stepped in and knew what to do. Experts on every level, removing things, handling electricity, knowing exactly what to do so we can be warm and have power in our little homes. It's amazing. Now, if I had to do that on my own, we'd be living with nothing. <laughs> I don't know how electricity we'd, works. We'd have a solar oven, maybe. How? There was no sun out. And uh, how do we yeah, even make exactly. a solar oven? I don't know. Mirrors. How do you make a mirror, Matt? <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Everybody has a purpose and everybody True. has their techniques of their knowledge of how to how to make life beautiful. Right. So those are the benefits. And the other side is it is our obligation with all these benefits to look out for one another and to pay attention to one another. Right? Yes. Yes. And it's all, but it's also our obligation to realize when we're in a place where we need help to find it. Yes. Yeah. Because there is findable help out there. <sighs> But now, 
if well, you want to you know what we can't leave it out there like there's findable help out there well what do you mean by that matt like give me some examples for me when you say that i think okay when i'm scared or i'm distraught i will call up someone i know yes and tell them i'm distraught i'm scared i don't know what to do yep and they may not know so i go to another person right but i keep asking for help you know like um like i <laughs> and you you would be surprised that you're actually watched people are curious so people are watching like we moved into this neighborhood and we found out people are watching every time i've been out in the yard not knowing thinking to myself i don't know what to do with this like i i don't understand nature and there's a yard that I'm now taking care of. I don't know. I swear almost every time our friend Kathy comes over and helps me. And I'm so thankful <laughs> because I really don't know what I'm doing. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or I was looking at the spigot outside. I'm like, oh, my God, the deep freeze is coming. I don't know what to do with the spigot. I don't know. And like she came over and she told us what to do. Now, we couldn't figure out what to do because we couldn't figure it out in the house. Like we couldn't figure out where the valve was to turn off the water. But I figured it out. But it was because I had some of the burden lifted off my shoulders because I knew someone cared and she was genuinely trying to help me. Even though we didn't find the solution, that loving kindness of trying to help me, even though we didn't reach the resolve, allowed me... To find it on my own. What I ended up doing was I took one of the mittens that belonged to Elle and Allegra when they were babies. <laughs> I put those mittens, like they're waterproof for snow, for playing in the snow. I put those over the water spigot outside the house. So it looks like there's a baby hand sticking out of the side of the house. There's two of them. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I, I fixed it. Well, hopefully, yes. <laughs> yes, but that's just it. You know, go looking for help. And you should be able to find something at the lowest, highest level. There's state agencies, certainly, but there's also, it, it depends on how much or how little help you need. Sometimes it's just somebody being kind Mm -hmm. or sometimes it's you performing a service for someone else. And here's the thing. If more people do this, the easier it is to just get that help naturally from like going to get a cup of coffee and having someone be kind to you or like you see magical things, loving things happen all the time and they happen for you. You're able to see that. But when we don't do that, when we all don't do that as much, then everybody's hurting and everybody's grumpy and everybody's in so much pain that it becomes a very negative society that you feel like the majority of things out there are bad, that people are mean. But really, it it is quite the opposite because people do care. I think listening to the news and especially the past few years, the amount that we're exposed to, the amount of things that have been happening the past few years, it's really, and, and then also the war that's going on within the media, this side versus this other side. Right dividing us even further than we were divided before i think it just makes the whole thing even more un, un untreatable like, well they certainly give they they it seems like the media are fond of presenting problems and no solutions 
And unfortunately, if they can do that for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and never provide any solutions, it starts to feel like there are no solutions. Whereas the solutions really are talk, see people as people, and figure out how people are hurting and how you can help. Or, you know, you don't even have to go looking for people who are hurting, but just like being present for one another is pretty effortless. And once you start doing it, you're like, oh my God, that was amazing. Like I barely, it barely takes any effort. Like I always say, you would be surprised what a little smile, a genuine smile, like the, not the ones where you just stretch your lips and show your teeth. No, a genuine smile. You'd be surprised what that can do. Baby step number one, you know? Then the other baby step would be saying hello. And then when you ask them how they're doing, actually standing there and waiting to actually hear a response, a real one. How are you? And then if they come back with um, a generic fine, pushing it a little bit further, and maybe asking a question about them or maybe commenting on something that's beautiful about them that day. Any little thing that will let the person know that you see them, that they matter. Right. That's all it takes. You don't have to find the cure to cancer. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and honestly, in the process of doing that, you generally feel better too. Yeah, because you realize how easy it is and like how fun it is to connect with someone when you make that connection, even if it's for a split second, you never see the person again. It is, it is, it is amazing. It's you, it is, you get such a high. You do. It's so true. You get so happy and giddy, like yippee. It's really interesting as opposed to the other way around. Like when someone cuts you off or, or you like, you are mean to each other, you end up walking life constantly replaying the person that cut you off or the person that called you this horrible name right anyway i used to have so i used to live in la so did matt this is before i met you matt have i told you this so i would be coming home from work or going to work i was always stuck in traffic even on the 405 the freeway like it was like a parking lot so you'd be on the freeway. You're supposed to be like going 60 miles an hour. You're like standing still for a long time. So what I started to do was I got several different bicycle bells that were inside the car. <laughs> and sometimes I would take one of them, like whatever I felt like having as the sound for that particular moment. And I would take it in my hands. And take it outside of the car door where the window is, where mm -hmm. the uh, window where you can see the traffic on the side, the side window. What, what is it called? The side mirror. And I would ring it. <laughs> I don't have it with me. Is there one here? You know, like a bicycle bell, those right. old school bicycle bells. And I would ring it and <laughs> on the freeway because everybody's standing still and it's kind of like... People have their windows down, maybe, you know, like they, and they hear this bicycle bell on the freeway, like as you're standing right. still, and people started looking around and then some, some people started laughing. And then sometimes I had one of those Groucho Marx ones, those honky ones, honk, honk, 
you know those big right. bulbous yes. black the black ball that you squeeze you know with the mm-hmm. anyway why am i saying this i totally forgot just stuff like that well it, it like, was a way of making connection getting stuck in traffic a little more enjoyable and yeah. connecting with people and you know what once i was asked out on a date on the freeway as we were stuck on the 405 <laughs> Oh, dear. He was cute, too. Uh, But anyway, you can have connections anywhere, guys. It's fun. It's fun. It could just be a little glance. That's it. Anyway, I feel like we've said this before, but in different ways. Right. So anything else to add? Look out for the Nates. Sometimes we're all Nates. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes we're dwelling in a place we shouldn't be dwelling and we need somebody to help lift us out. And sometimes there are, not sometimes, and there are signs everywhere. Like I remember there was this outdoor mall we would go to in Boulder. There was this guy who did yoga, this older man. He totally looked like a yogi from India. Skinny, like tall, very flexy. And before he started his shows, like his shows were just like, he would do these maneuvers, like turn himself into a pretzel. But the way he started his shows cracked me up. And I started to take his line and say it all the time when I felt like I was innate. So he would start off the show by saying, pay attention to me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Hello, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. And people would with with graciousness, like like all excited, like, oh, okay. Like they didn't know what was happening. It was just this one man right. just standing there, no props, nothing, just his body, like saying, Pay attention to me. <laughs> nice. And and then he would start the show. It was brilliant. I'm like, Yeah, pay attention to me. That's it. Thank you for paying attention to us. Love you guys so much. Talk to you in a few days. Be well. Bye.